welcome back to Round Guy Radio. As uh, I want to read a quick list of the sponsors that make all this uh, programming possible. We're about to do the scoreboard show with Scotty Melvin, but we want to thank uh, Beyond Beautiful Benches of Richland. We want to thank uh, Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa. We want to thank Elsie's Kitchen of uh, Copic. We want to thank uh, Helmuth Ford of uh, Sigourney. We want to thank Washington Discount Tire. We want to thank John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, for his book, uh, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. I want to thank Jefferson County Realty, uh, and we want to thank uh, uh, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, for helping us out with this programming. You know, Scotty, you got uh, you got some scores. You were at a game. I was uh, at part of a game, and I watched some uh, multiple games on on uh, TV and listened to some on the radio. So. Uh, I think we got uh, enough content for some for some information. What do you uh, let's uh, start out with the game you were at? Yeah, I do have a whole pile of scores here. But the game I went to was there in Wayland, Iowa. Uh, Waco was hosting the HLV Warriors. Um, HLV was coming off a loss. Um, when I got to the game, um, watching the the kids get started there. You know, HLV's got some big kids. They got some beef up front. They've got some really good athletes, um, but Waco did what they do, and they were just a well-oiled machine. They come out of the gate with a big kickoff return by Simeon Reichenbach that almost went to the house, and then they handed off to him the very first play from scrimmage, and he scored, and the onslaught was on. He did get dinged up in the first quarter. Uh, I heard, I didn't see what happened, but some of the parents told me that it, he took a, a, an opposing player's knee to his thigh just up above his own knee, but uh, it looked scary because we were sitting there in the stands, and we'd seen ice on his knee. And I thought, oh, boy, I hope he didn't uh, tear something or whatever. But I don't think that's the case. Probably a bruise or something. Uh, so it kind of went running back by committee after that. And Reese Oswald did a really nice job. Loudon Housingay is now my favorite player uh, of all the newcomers that I've had a chance to take a look at this year. This kid is uh, on fire. He's on defense doing things. He had an interception return uh, for a touchdown last night that was electric towards the end of the game where he uh, had to juke one guy at the end, and it was Boston York, HLV's best tackler, really great linebacker for the Warriors, and uh, Loudon got around him on that long run and scored. Uh, Waco wins 60-14 to at home, and that was a, a good way to start district play for the Warriors. Well, we sure heard that housing gay name over the uh, intercom when we were at Martinsdale, didn't we? Yeah, they they play him at fullback a lot, and on those quick hitters up the middle, he is man, he's he's harder to bring down than you'd think for someone as, as slender as he is. But he's very quick, very fast, extremely athletic, uh, and uh, that that interception return just kind of really put a stamp on what I've seen from him so far. And uh, man, he's only a sophomore, so that's a a great player Waco's got for a couple of more years after this one. I think what this game exposed is just that everybody just thinks maybe they think that it's just all Shula Simeon's Reichenbach. Yeah. But there's a lot of weapons. And uh, there's just some, so many great players uh, at Waco. And uh, they, I don't think they're going to shed their number two ranking. Do you? Not a bit. Uh, they turned Isaac Oswald loose last night, throwing the ball a lot. And uh, he had Odie, who I never can pronounce his last name, uh, the tight end linebacker that uh, has just wowed us all so far this season. And he had, I believe, three touchdowns on the night last night receiving. And, uh, you know, as, as more players start getting rotated in the game, 
Isaac had a few more incompletions and stuff, some timing issues with some of these younger players and whatnot. But so his, his final stats might not show how good of a night he had. But yeah, they if if Shula Simeon's on the sideline, they can throw the ball. They've got other kids that can run it. The defense is just stifling. I mean, it is just unbelievably tough for uh, eight man football. So they've got a complete team. No weaknesses anywhere. And uh, it's going to be a, a tall task for someone to beat these guys. Well, uh, yeah, well, I was so impressed with uh, Reese's quarterback in there. Uh, when we saw him, I, I, I told the, their coach that he was the most improved player I've seen. You know, And I like when he gambles and rolls out, throws the ball, got a good spiral, got a good accuracy, got good velocity. Uh, I really like him. I think he's doing great. But uh, – uh, there's probably a, there's so much more action and we've already spent five minutes on this game, so we better move it on. Right, right. Well, that's the one I had eyes on, uh, you know. Yeah. So, uh, at our other eight-man uh, games, I saw New London got back on the winning track against Tri-County, which is, you know, very much expected, uh, 55 to zero. And then uh, Winfield Mount Union did drop that road game to Iowa Valley, 68 to 52. Those guys have had a tough go having to travel all those miles these first three weeks. Uh, the Wolves will be back home against New London Friday night. That's the game I will be at. Oh, boy, that does seem like a great game. Oh, that does seem like a great game. That's that's a round guy game of the week right there. I don't, I don't even need to look at the schedule anymore. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – well, you know what? Uh, Iowa Valley put up 77 points on opening night, so uh, they were at home. You know, it's a little surprising, but, uh, man, there's some big uh, – you don't need a state tournament. You just got the, you got the, the teams around here is good enough, isn't it? Sure is, and, and I talked about Iowa Valley's quarterback, uh, Evan Kearney, before, and, and, you know, he's a senior now, and he's got weapons, and, Boy, those guys can put up some points. So this, this isn't a huge surprise. It's one of the games where, uh, you know, you got two extremely potent offenses and somebody's got to win, and, and it just happened uh, the Tigers had more points last night. Well, it's talking about extremely potent offenses. Moravia, that's another team from close to here that uh, they went up to Martinsdale, uh, St. Mary's, and, uh, woo, they they put uh, 78 points or 76 points up on the board. Uh and their fourth quarter was ridiculous. Uh, Martinsdale St. Mary did put up, uh, did get up in the fifties. Uh, I don't. Do, yeah. you the, do you have the final score on that? Or I don't have a final, but you're right. It was seventy something to fifty something, and, and you know, an eight man. Those are fairly common scores, you know, and and that's what I think separates it, uh, Waco from these other schools to to so far this season is they can put up those kinds of numbers in a half. And but they'll hold you down too on defense. Yeah, they are. They, they definitely aren't giving up uh, the points. You know, I mean, uh, um, it, that's kind of just exactly the opposite of what happened last week with Winfield Mount Union, where they they beat Moravia, but Moravia got you know some seventy to fifty kind of score there too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. And that you know, as I said, that's just that eight man football. Yeah. You can have a good defense, and it, it doesn't take. You know, if the other team's got some players on offense, they're going to get points, and you just have to be okay with that. It, it's uh, it's hard to believe you can put 50 points up on the board and lose, but we see it every week. Yep. Well, uh, what other area scores you got? All right. Uh, I've got a 
whole list and it's not real well put together as far as like I usually like to organize it. let's move up from the bottom to the bigger school so I'm just going to start in with some of the, the really hot games I thought of the night uh, Columbus turning around from getting shut out like 48 to nothing by Highland a year ago Columbus wins 55 to zero including a, a 48 to nothing first half so Columbus is off to that hot start we were we were giddy about them we thought maybe they uh really had something going coming into this season and so far we're right where they are really putting it together so far this season so congrats to the Wildcats. that's one team you're way out ahead of scott you know what i mean your your early reports on them were having them you know really get out and 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 get things done and they are getting things done now no uh, yeah. i saw last week they got some uh, votes for the top 10 uh what do you think you think after this they pierce the top 10 it's possible. It depends on, you know, who else is, of course, won and lost that, that might be ranked um, and which poll. But uh, it's possible. The, the only thing uh, going against them right now is level of competition. They have one big two weeks into the season here both times. But, uh, you know, maybe the, the opponents they beat up on don't have enough respect to, to give them much of a boost. But they're gonna that's going to turn around here real quick because they got games against Wapolo and Lisbon coming. Well, let's uh, last week's opponent of uh, Highland. Uh, they they took a they took a loss. Well, was it East Dubuque or what was the team? They were one or two in the stand. They were one, and they got beat this week. Yeah, East Buchanan. Uh, they they were ranked number one in the, in the uh, Des Moines Register poll since week zero or since the preseason poll. Um, and they lost to North Lynn last night, which is not a shocker at all. That's a rivalry game. North Lynn has owned Class A for a few years now. Those guys are really good, and this year's no different. I think some eyebrows were raised last week because North Lynn did lose uh, coming out of the gate to Al Burnett. But I think what we're seeing is Al Burnett has uh, done a complete 180 from last season. That team is good. And so they've got that win over North Lynn last week. And North Lynn returns to form last night. A close 14 to 8 win over East Buchanan, likely a game, judging by the score, that could have maybe gone either way. Real even match teams there. Um, but yeah, uh, East Buchanan's been knocked off, so they'll drop in the rankings there in Class A. Who knows? That might uh, cause enough to shake up. Columbus could, could squeak into 10 spot or something. We'll see. It'll be fun to look at that this week. Well, Albernet, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they rolled again. Uh, uh, I think 42 to nothing. Um, Beacons up on the upswing, but uh, maybe this Albernet team is a is a uh, like you say. Uh, I don't know if they're coming out of nowhere, uh, but they are. Uh, they're surprising me, I have to say. And uh, yeah, but they look really good, don't they? Yeah, I, you know they are coming out of nowhere to me because I don't know a ton about them, and all I have to go on uh, in our preview is what what they did last year and who's returning. But that only tells them you know a part of the story. And they've proven two weeks into the season that whatever last year was does not have any bearing on what they're doing this year with a win over, you know, North Lynn in week one and then and then dropping the, that shutout on Pekin last night, which, you know, if I'm Pekin, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking this one too hard. Pekin's on the way up. Albernet appears to be – they appear to have arrived this year. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, Pekin doesn't have to beat the Albernets, you know, to have a successful yeah. season. They just got to keep uh, playing their game and picking teams off as they go through the schedule. Uh, but their schedule is going to kind of tough too. But uh, uh, 
I'm going to go see a, a, I've already got the circled on the calendar, the Columbus Pekin game. Uh, I think that's, that's a game I'm, I'm going to try to get to. Uh, well, what other scores you got? Well, I'm going to run down the list here. Uh, Davis County did knock off Van Buren 26, 14. Um, that's oh. one where if I'm Van Buren. I, I watched you know, all I, that. I could give you some commentary if you need it. Sure. I, I don't know what you saw, but let me know. Uh, was it was it as close as it looked? Because I think that's good for Van Buren. I think it was closer than it looked. Uh, okay. Um, look, man, Van Buren's a scrappy little team, and uh, they make plays. And I, what I've seen they did was, uh, you know, they, they got in the red zone a lot, and they fumbled, or they turned it over on downs, you know, but uh, – they moved the ball, and I don't know. I was pretty proud of them, but uh, Davis County really stepped up in this game, and uh, they kind of wore them out. They they were they're a big, brutal, physical team, and uh, it was kind of a kind of a, a Donnie Brook or a, a, it was kind of a beat down of both teams just beat each other down. And at the end, you know, Davis County just made more plays than Van Buren. Well, I don't think they made more plays, but they got in the end zone more. And uh, they put points on the board uh, a, a little better. I think it separated a little bit late. Uh, it was a field goal, I think, at the end of that game that uh, kind of get, made it a two-score thing. But Van Buren was very much in it. I thought they had two or three chances to tie the game throughout the game. Uh, and uh, uh, the, they got a fighting spirit. They play like that. They're going to keep winning. And, the, you know, they're both teams uh, – rec- I thought both teams represented themselves well. Good to hear because, quite honestly, Davis County is a lot bigger school than Van Buren County, and uh, you know they should win that game uh, based on that, and they did. But it was a lot tighter than I think probably some folks thought it might be. And uh, to piggyback on that, talking about Central Lee, who Van Buren beat a week ago, you know Central Lee put it on Cardinal thirty-four to fourteen. So there's another school that I completely. misjudge coming into the year but you know I, I gotta base it off of the fact that Central League just never really had a, a great football program but maybe they've got some things rolling down there they they uh, almost beat Van Buren last week they got a big win over Cardinal this week um, so Central League is on the rise and that, that's really neat to see. Yeah I think their community is going to be really pleased with their team uh, they, 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 uh, they played really well and just came within an eyelash of beating Van Buren County and then to, yeah. uh, to go up to Cardinal and win like that, uh, that was a, that was a, a, an impressive win. And uh, uh, we see you centrally, and uh, we, yeah. we're, we're, I'm, I'm taking note of them. Are you? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, when we get into district play, it's going to be tough. But uh, this is, well, that might have been a district game for them against Cardinal. Yeah, uh, there was quite a few play. district games, I thought, this week. I think so. It's this is where I uh, sometimes I get kind of lost on the teams that are on the outskirts of what I normally watch or, or you know uh, see around here. Um, they're way down in the corner there. So far, the, the in the corner of uh, Southeast Iowa, that there's a, a Quincy TV station in Illinois that covers them. But uh, and you know they don't get a lot of coverage because they're generally this time of year. This isn't the sport that they generally uh, do well in. But uh, hopefully that's turning around for the Hawks down there. Well, uh, yeah. I- there's a lot of resurgence, and let, let's. Well, we're talking resurgence. You can't talk any more resurgent uh, 
Uh, well, we're, we already talked about Columbus, didn't we? We did. Uh, uh, how, about, how about that mid-prairie Sigourney Kyoto game? Oh, my that? gosh. Now, I, I, was at the, I was there for the tailgate, and then uh, we went to uh, – I went back home because I didn't have the internet there, but I did watch the JV game. Yep. But uh, uh, I, I had that game on the laptop, and it never, it never came off. Uh, I did check uh, something else out during halftime and then came back, but uh, uh, you couldn't take your eyes off that game, could you? Yeah, I, that was one that I, you know, I, I went to the short road trip because I've logged too many miles these first couple of weeks. But uh, if I was going to take a, a longer road trip, that would have been the one. I just think uh, we, we love both of those programs. They provided so much uh, fun for us, you know, but, uh, you know, that, that game I thought early on as a, Scoring started to happen that maybe Mid Prairie was going to run away with it a bit, but the Cobras hang in and uh, just about pulled it off. Uh, they had a chance there at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Well, you know, you got to take your chances to see uh, if you want to see Waco play. Well, guys, you know, your 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 team might play like four home games a year. You know. True. I mean, there yeah. there, there there just isn't that many. Uh, uh, Winfield Mount Union hasn't even played a home game yet this year. You know, yeah, that's uh, that's why it's important for me to get over there and watch them next week. Not to mention, I think uh, you know, the way that London beat them last year, I think Winfield Mount Union is going to come with some extra juice <laughs> this coming Friday. But well, it just ain't no. I mean, you, there just ain't no breaks in the schedule for Winfield Mount Union, is there? No, it, it doesn't line up great for them. But I'll tell you what, coming out of these first three weeks, uh, two and one, I'm not I'm not too upset about that if I'm Coach McCarty. Oh no, he's you know he's played one up against three of the best teams in the state, and won two of them. I mean, I don't know, I don't know that Iowa Valley could have played those other teams and beat them both. You know, it's especially, you know, they they've been on the road a lot, and that probably was a little bit of a factor there. But definitely could have been. But we'll we'll get uh, we'll we'll round guy game of the week next week because uh, New London and uh, Winfield, what a matchup that's going to be. But. Uh, what else you got? I mean, there's a lot of scores. Well, yeah, let's run them down quick. Uh, real quick, Sigourney Kyoto, they may have lost, but I think them youngsters are improving. I look for them to be a whole lot better every week this year, and uh, they'll just keep getting better, and, and the wins will come. Well, uh, Wapala, 60-21 to 21 over Louisa Muscatine last night. Um, I felt like Louisa Muscatine was hanging in at a – certain point but Wapolo was too much and that's kind of what I had thought would happen that's exactly now. what you said would happen yeah uh, I just think L&M is oh they're they're building they, they've got some players they had some big plays in that game but uh, they just don't quite have enough yet and uh, so that you know they got to get some of these younger kids out and, and improve it uh, Fort Madison 17 to 6 over West Burlington Notre Dame another game for West Burlington Notre Dame where they, they're showing tons of improvement. The, the gap is narrowed immensely from last year uh, against the competition they played, and they will get over the hump. Those wins are coming for them too. Yeah, they're playing. They're they're, they're stepping up in talent, and uh, they're playing with all those teams. And to play with Fort Madison. Fort Madison's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, that 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 equates them very well. And and I I I had watched. I did watch a little bit of that game, uh, and I think that was a score that uh, it was when I left off. Yeah, I think West Burlington Notre Dame um, 
they've got some dudes on offense for sure, but I think their defense is going to keep them in some games. And when they get the offense rolling a little more and maybe playing into some competition that's a little more on their level, I think they were going to get some, some victories this season. Uh, one that kind of shocked me a little bit, and, and I picked Washington to beat Mount Pleasant, but in a rivalry game, you never know. And uh, Mount Pleasant's improved. I think Washington's maybe improved a lot more than I had pegged them for, but they, they beat Mount Pleasant 54-20 to 20 last night, and that game was never in doubt. Yeah, they they uh, they really they look like a machine. Um, I'm looking at big things for Washington, and and uh, did Solon lose? Solon lost. Yeah, I got a couple of out of our area shockers. Uh, Solon did lose to Mount Vernon, that Highway One rivalry. Nineteen years in the making. This is the 19 game win streak for Solon over the Mount Vernon Mustangs is over. Mount Vernon wins 17 to 14. That's that's really cool for them. Well, if Washington uh, keeps playing like this, they're going to be uh, they're they're going to be a force to reckon with. I, I'm a believer. Uh, well, you know, yeah, and I'd said Solon early in in the previews there. I'm like Solon is the class of the district, and it's everybody else trying to catch up. You know, based on last night, either Mount Vernon's really flying under the radar. I mean, they always have a good team. Or, or Solon maybe uh, not as unbeatable as I think. And uh, so maybe somebody in the district there has got a shot at knocking them off. They might get challenged more than I think. Well, yeah. I mean, it was a night of upsets for sure last night. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about that Fairfield Atomo game. Yeah, man. Uh, Fairfield Atomo, defensive struggle. I kept a close eye on how the scoring went in that one because I had some good feeds on my Twitter for it. Didn't see much in the way of video on it. I saw a few highlights from Jacob. Uh, Fairfield seemed to kind of have it in hand. They holding Atomo in check, but you know, Atomo's got some really potent offensive players. And uh, it seems like in two weeks into the season, I don't know what you're, what you're seeing, but it just takes them a little while to get rolling. But they, they've got the ability to score some points and they just like to wait till the end of the game to do it. Second week in a row, fourth quarter comeback. They pull it out at home, 22-16 over the Trojans. Well, uh, I watched that game, and uh, I think it was – Fairfield got a safety in the first half. I think it was 2 to nothing at the half. And then uh, so. Fairfield did come out, and uh, they got ahead. Uh, but Otumwa – did what they did against Oskaloosa and pulled it out in the last minute. That's kind of what I thought would happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, Otumwa just kind of, I mean, long story short, Otumwa just kind of beat on them. And in the fourth quarter, Fairfield kind of wore down. And I think uh, uh, that uh, Shikini kid, uh, Hunter Shikini, I think he got hurt. And uh, they had to take him out. I know he missed a portion of the game, if not all. Or, uh, okay you know, three quarters of it or something. So Fairfield was down a man. Uh, Fairfield played pretty great. The, the defensively, they played real great, and they, they moved the ball a lot. And uh, uh, I bet they, yeah, I bet they could taste victory. But uh, it wasn't to be. Uh, well, let's talk about a tumble, uh this 2-0 and start. What does that do for them? Remember we were previewing them, and, and I kind of had a, you know, because of based on their, recent years and, and the fact they got to play in 5A and all that stuff, I think we both agreed they needed to grab some wins to get things rolling in this uh, non-district part of the, their their schedule where they're going to play some smaller schools. And if they did that, they could get to, a, you know, a, as many as a five-win season 
and man, they've done exactly that. They're two and zero, beating Oskaloosa and Fairfield back to back to start the year. They're almost halfway there to that five win season, and that would be one heck of an improvement over over uh, some of their recent uh, seasons. So, you know, they're on their way. Um, and if if they can keep this rolling and keep building on it, and maybe start out of the gate a little better, they got a chance to to go beyond that. They are. Uh, they remind me of this. Uh... Old Green Bay Packers team, they called them the Cardiac Pack. Uh, yeah. they, they would just they about give you a heart attack, but they'd win. And uh, they, they'd, uh, uh, you know, and these guys are pulling these wins out at the end of the game. And, and uh, that, that really impresses me. To, to, that, that shows me a, a fortitude and an internal grit and uh, 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 a 60-minute effort or whatever you want to call it. What do you think? I, I agree with that. Um, I think the fact it shows poise too, uh, something that can be a, a sketchy thing with with teenagers, and uh, and, a, and a fight to never give up, and all that stuff that you want in a football team. They seem to have it. Um, and man, I'm I'm telling you, if they can they can put that attitude and that that mindset together with uh, maybe like I said, getting out, getting a quicker start on things. Uh, there's really no limit to what, what they could accomplish this year. Well, Fairfield's a 3A school, and they're going to a 5A school, and they're going on the road to, to do it. Uh, there's no shame in that. And uh, no. there was a big step up between uh, the Mount Pleasant team and the Fairfield team, but the Fairfield or the Tumwa team, but uh, uh, Ottumwa, or Fairfield is going to come out of this a little more battle-ready, a little more hardened, and I think uh, I think it's – this game, uh, if it didn't uh, put a win in the column for them, it put them, uh, I think it, it toughened them up and, and it's uh, uh, make them going to play harder and tougher. And and uh, they'll probably be glad to get back home again, too. Yeah, I imagine so. And then, you know, they'll be getting into district play pretty quick and playing teams that are, you know, on their level, which Tom was not, to me and you, uh, not a huge step up, but it is. You know, it really is. Two classes up, so. No shame in uh, in dropping a close one there, and it doesn't impact your, your playoff standings and all that. So this is just a good uh, road test for Fairfield, uh, prep for what's coming. And uh, yeah, they they got a, they got a really really tough schedule too. So, well, what other scores yeah. do we got to look at? Uh, Burlington topped Keokuk thirty five to twenty one down there in Burlington. Um, not really surprised by that, but you know what, Keokuk fought hard. This was no cakewalk for the Greyhounds, so. Uh, Keokuk, I believe, is on the upswing. I, they're another one that I feel like I might have underestimated coming into the season. Uh, I think they're going to get some wins when they're playing, you know, in their 3A schedule. Um, so, good for them. Yeah, that's again, that's an lost, impressive win for Burlington. Competitive. Yeah. What's that? That's an impressive win for Burlington. Yeah, on the flip side, it, it is. Because um, I think, again, I underestimated Keokuk coming into this. And Burlington's uh, shown the ability to score some points. Uh, something I thought they might have a little trouble with, uh, with Bryant Williams gone. But uh, yeah, know, well, they, they seem to have a good balance. Well, when, when uh, Washington beat them, you know, you just didn't know whether maybe uh, without Williams, they weren't, you know, going to be as powerful as they were or or put the scores on the board like they did last year, but uh, uh, I, I mean, Keokuk's got a great defense, so if they can put points up like that against them, that's uh, uh, and then the way Washington looked, I mean, maybe maybe they played really well with a, with a really good Washington team. Maybe maybe Burlington really is a, 
uh, a force here. Yeah, I think so. I think they're they're um, they reloaded a little better than I thought they might be. Um, I think Keokuk is better than I thought they might be. I think Washington's better <laughs> than they than I thought they might be. So this is going to be a real interesting uh, district season once the the teams here get into that part of it because these uh, these scores that have come across these first two weeks are yeah, raising some eyebrows for me. So Oskaloosa uh, had that game against Knoxville, and I thought that was going to be an easy win for Oski, maybe. Um, and again, you know, I don't know much about Knoxville, but Oskaloosa did win 28-6, to so they finally got on the in the win column there. But, uh, you know, it, it was kind of a tougher sled than I thought. So I don't know if that speaks for Knoxville or if maybe Oskaloosa's got some, some you know, work to do going forward before they get into district play. Man, they play in a tough one. Well, you never have to apologize for winning – and uh, that game was in Knoxville, and uh, you know what? Obviously, Knoxville is better, you know, than they were last year. And uh, it just takes one or two athletes, you know, to really make a difference. And uh, hard-fought win for the Oskaloosa Indians, and uh, congratulations over there. Yes, sir. Um, moving down, uh, one I forgot, Nate Man, uh, Lone Tree gets Joe Donovan his first win. As an eight-man coach, uh, 49 over English Valleys, who had 24. So, Lone Tree wins 49-24. Uh, congrats to Coach yeah, Donovan. And that didn't three. take long. What's that? I said that didn't take long for Donovan. Well, two weeks in. Um, and I think Lone Tree's probably got, you know, a, lo a lot of good players. Uh, they've got a good program there. English Valleys lost a lot. So, I have them moving back down the down the uh, list there in, in the district this year so i'm not shocked by this but you know it, it bodes well for lone tree going forward um they might be in the mix for a playoff spot that guy's I mean, a, he's a winner everywhere he goes he takes over programs that, that are uh struggling and he makes winners out of them that's what he does and he turns them around quick from what i've seen around here too so uh that speaks well for him mm. minneapolis man they uh oh my god two. yes What's that? I said, oh, my God, yes. And, uh, yeah, they – and I think Tipton might be – I don't know if they're 1A or A, but uh, they're, they're a decent program up there. Mediapolis 36, Tipton 0. So, Meepo's got a another big win, 2-0 and now on the season. Um, haven't seen the stats yet, but uh, I'm always interested to see what uh, running back Anthony Isley is doing. Uh, Egan back there at quarterback with that big target at tight end, Cole Lipper. They've got a lot of interesting characters on their team, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that went down. Well, that Lipper's really getting a lot of notice, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's got a, a scholarship offer from Western Illinois, so there's a D1 offer right there and a whole season here to, to play to, uh, you know, maybe garner even more attention than that, and I'm sure he will. Don't they have that good kicker? Oh, yeah, Drew Miller. I mean, you know, that kid, he, he's going to go punt or kick wherever he wants, I have a feeling. So uh, that's another school I'm going to get to see this year. Uh, a friend of ours has a son that plays the offensive line for them, and uh, so we want to go support Jackson. And uh, we're going to go watch Mediapolis uh, probably in the latter half of the season here. Yeah, they're on fire. You know what I mean? They are uh, They're making as much noise as you can make. I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if they get some votes. For the top ten this week, I think they did in one of the polls. I couldn't tell you which one already. See, we're uh, moving yeah. in there. Um, well, what else you got, Scott? All right. Um, so I'm kind of done with with our area. 
Um, we talked about Linville Sully, um, and you interviewed their coach, and they're off to a hot start, and that continues with a 50-6 to six, uh, win over what sounds like a friendly rivalry with North Mahaska. No, I thought it goes straight to friendly, but it's uh, it's uh, straight to rivalry, that's for sure. Yeah, and you know what you got, like you said, don't apologize for winning. Uh, that's the name of the game. Um, and then last score I got of interest, uh, number one in 2A Williamsburg traveled to number one 1A Van Meter. These are two dome teams perennially, and uh, Williamsburg pulled it out 18 to 17, oh. and they've been stolen looming. Jeez. <coughs> the, yeah. the timbers are falling. Is Paul Bunyan weekend? Well, in our preview, when we we touched on Williamsburg, you know, I I think we both agreed that uh, they started out zero and three last year. They ended up in the dome by the end of the season, and with the kids that they brought back and that taste of uh, you know, oh so close to a state championship last year. That this year, those non district games that they like to schedule that are so tough, they might turn it around and win all three of them. Well, they're two and zero so far with one more to go here. Well, it was a really, really exciting week. Uh, listen, if you're listening and looking for Iowa City area scores, I got a guy for that, and he'll be on later this morning. And he's going to start a new program called This Week with Matt Meek. What do you think? You think that's a hit show? Perfect. I love Matt's info. Uh, I like chatting a little bit with him when we have time. Um, he, he gets to keep eyes on schools that we don't. And then he's got a real good eye on for <laughs> the talent, uh, with all the kids that he works with in the seven on seven. So he, he knows which players to really be keeping an eye on. And, uh, his reports are greatly valued here. Well, I want to thank, uh, uh, Elsie's kitchen, Elsie's kitchen.net. She's got the website up. If you're down at old thrashers, she's on the square. Uh, she provided us with uh, some dips. It was an old country bacon dip. Oh, my gosh. She gives you the dry ingredients. She just mixed the uh, uh, sour cream and mayonnaise together, and pow, you got a dip. And uh, I brought it up there, shared it around in the press box, and everybody loved it. And uh, uh, I want to thank them. And if you got to, you got to, you know, if, if you want to try any of their products, they're cheap, really cheap. Everything's under five bucks. Um, and she's got it for soups and she's got it for, uh, she's got it for ham balls and she's got it for cheese dip or cheesecake and, uh, just about anything you, you can use. It. It's got the best ingredients. They're already mixed up the right way. All you just got to do is dump them in and, and pow, you got supper, you got soup, you got dips, you got whatever you need. Well, Scott, thanks for being with us. As always, you know, I love to I love to go over the scores, and I can't wait to, to see uh, the big uh, stars of the night, too, when the stats come through. All right. Well, uh, this is Round Guy Radio, keeping up with scores. Some may or may not give you the blues, depending on how you feel about the results. Thanks for listening.